Welcome to BIV Today, the daily podcast from the newsroom of Business in Vancouver. I'm Kirk LaPointe, publisher and editor-in-chief. Frank Palmer is one of this country's most remarkable advertising executives, legendary in terms of the stories he has, the business he's done, uh, the way he's kind of reshaped advertising as we know it. In the months before the pandemic took hold, he had returned to his longtime company, uh, DDB Canada, to take the reins of its Vancouver office with his partner, Bob Stamness, in renaming it Palmer Stamness DDB and working as part of the wider company across Canada. I thought it was time to check in on how the return to the fold has gone, what new tricks the uh, old dog has learned, and to talk about legacy with the legend, Frank Palmer. Good Thank to see you. you. Thank you. You're, you're looking pretty healthy, okay? Uh, yeah, I'm healthy. Uh, um, I had a bit of a scare this year. I had a bit of a back surgery problem that I had. I thought it was uh, sciatica coming along, but uh, it turned out to be kind of a bone spur. But uh, I'm fine now. The operation is over with, so yeah. back back in the helm. You were telling me uh, before we started that you'd be coming in every day, uh, and a lot of people are working remotely. How, how do you feel the remote work thing is going? Well, I, I, there's an opinion, different opinion from different people. I personally uh, don't like it because I feel that we, we, we can't get together as fast as we want to. We can't, you know, in when everybody was in the office, we we'd be able to sort of say, "Hey, can we just grab ten minutes quickly? I have some thoughts." Mm-hmm. Now you can't do that, and and you uh, basically have to try and line up on a Zoom call, and and uh, it's not always convenient because people are doing different things, and what they're doing we don't know. And uh, I, I'm frustrated by it all. Yeah. It, a, apart from face-to-face meetings, what, what's been harder to do during the pandemic, do you think? Uh, it's just reaching out for people, you know, trying to set up schedules. Um, even for myself, uh, most of the meetings that I've had with a client or, or, or a friend has been at a restaurant. I still go to restaurants because I'm double vaccinated. But, you know, a lot of people still, some people aren't still, you know, and, and we've, we're in the process of trying to decide what to do as far as uh, how we're going to meet and and come back to the office. We've got some rules that are hopefully that we're going to put out in the next uh, couple of weeks. But we've we've also found that some people just don't want to come back to work. They, they like what they what they are, have enjoyed for the last year and a bit. Um, I mean, you've you've seen the, the game for a long time. And I mean, advertising is very relational uh, in that case. Um, can you. Can you still um, create and cultivate and sustain these relationships if you're not meeting face to face? I'm a, a relationship guy, and 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 um, I used to have a line that says I'm in the relationship business, and, and that's based on trust. And getting in front of clients now is very difficult. The relationship part of our industry has somewhat disappeared. Um, old time relationships still work because we know how to work with each other, but gaining new relationships and new business opportunities just doesn't happen anymore. You just don't get to see the, the he or she uh, people who are making those uh, decisions. They, they, in getting a new piece of business today, you basically end up going through procurement officers and they, in many cases, marketing and advertising is in the same file as paper clips. And, mm-hmm. and they don't look at them any differently. They just look at it. Yeah. Well, what's your best price? And, but that's not advertising. That's that's not the way it operates. So so what's happened here, Frank? Has 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 technology reshaped our definition of the value of advertising? I, I think it has. I mean, it's also shaped many different opinions of different people too, because of Facebook and TikTok and and uh, 
YouTube and, you know, everything's just changed and everybody's got an opinion. You, you know, you go on, you, everybody's got something to say. And, and, uh, and if you say the wrong thing, then you've got everybody coming down on you. So you got to be very careful in what you say and what you pick to say. It's just a very different business. And it's, it's harder and harder, I think, uh, in talking to a number of advertising executives that I know, which I do weekly, they're all finding the same issues, same problems. And then there's no one, there's no one right or one, no more one wrong. What, um, what made you want to come back? I'm just uh, one of those, uh, I didn't really, really want to leave in the first place, but I think what happened was, is that uh, a new uh, broom came into uh, Omnicom and, and the lady who came in, Wendy Clark, uh, came in and said, you know, Frank, you're getting up there in age and I thought that maybe we might want to have some uh, new blood in the company and we think that maybe we should bring in new blood. Well, they did. And unfortunately, uh, it didn't go as well as they thought. And I left the company and about 12 months later, they called me back and said, well, I come back and run the company again. And um, Wendy had left. She decided that she wasn't going to stay there herself and left off to go to another big agency network. So I got a call from the chairman saying, would I come back and run the company again? And I said, no. And I said, I couldn't do it because it wasn't possible because of rules and regulations. And they wanted to make uh, a profit that I don't think was, uh, uh, we could do anymore in this world. But I said, I'd take over the Vancouver office if they felt that that was in, you know, they could do that. And so it was a challenge for me to be able to come back and hopefully operate, uh, operate you know, Vancouver, because I knew most of the people that were still at the agency. But the agency had gone in a very short period of time when I was there from 750 people uh, that I was responsible for down to maybe 250 people wow. within a short period of time, within a year, year and a bit. Yeah. Why, why was that, do you think? I, I, well, they, they ran into some difficulty with certain clients. And in case if you had a relationship with people based on trust, they would believe in you that you were going to do the job that you said you were going to do. And then, of course, when management changes and other people leave, they don't feel as comfortable. It's kind of like changing doctors, I guess, if you have in a health clinic. You don't feel the same way. you got to explain yourself all over again. Yeah. It, it felt when the Internet arrived that uh, all of a sudden everyone felt that um, it was possible to be a journalist. I, I, I get the sense during the pandemic that it feels like a lot of companies now feel they can be their own advertisers. Well, listen, I'll tell you what, I, I, I wrote an article last week to the agencies and I said that Ronald, you know, Ryan Reynolds and, and a number of other actors who have, uh, have got their own uh, uh, vodkas and their own tequilas and everything else, including Matthew McConaughey, and they're not only the advertising agency, they're also the spokesperson and they're mm -hmm. also the person that does the commercials and, and all of a sudden, there's been another job that's been taken away from ad agencies because we used to be called agents. And mm -hmm. um, they're doing it all, and they're doing a pretty good job of their product and service. So, yeah, it's, it's definitely changed, and the business has changed. Uh, it's, it's not like it was when, uh, when I was early stages of my career, back in the little past the Mad Men era. Not, <laughs> not that I was there at that time exactly, but it's just definitely not the same as it once was. So, so how does somebody, because what are you, 81 now? 81, yeah, young 81. Yeah. I, I reverse it and say I'm 18, you know. <laughs> um, but how does, how does someone at 81 um, respond and adapt and, and, and be agile? 
Well, I, I think for myself, being in the business as long as I have, I've never thought of myself getting any older. In fact, I still have difficulty saying I'm 81. And and uh, saying that because at 81, you're, you're kind of like you should be off uh, playing golf or you know, on a cruise ship somewhere. That's, I had somebody say to me, a business friend of mine say to me, you don't have a life. I said, what do you mean I don't have a life? He said, well, you go to work all the time. I said, yeah, I do, but I enjoy it. It's a hobby. I've never mm-hmm. found it, for the most part, like work. It's kind of like you like golf, good, enjoy it. I like going to work and helping solve problems for clients or thinking about new concepts or ideas for them that will make a difference, move some product. So for me, uh, you know, I, I don't find it any different than when I back back 40 years ago. I really don't. Look at Jimmy Patterson. You know, he's still going. He said uh, on an interview that I listened to the other day, I'm just getting started. And he's got to be 90-something. He's 92, yeah. Oh. Um, but but I wonder, like, what, what are the new things, the new skills that you've had to acquire in order to stay competitive in this environment? Well, we, we definitely have to use other people's skills. I mean, the thing is for me is that if you know somebody that's really good at digital, you got to be somewhat uh, up to date on it. I, I know enough to get myself in trouble or out of trouble and know when I shouldn't do something that I say I can do. I say, yeah, I can do that. I can. I got the person that can do that. Uh, I had a call today from a client that said, uh, I'm kind of tired of being in the business and we have this big chain of stores and every time we go to, uh, I go in and see what's in the neighborhood. The other little store comes up on the, on my phone because uh, they're number one and there's, you know, like they're the size of maybe one thousandth of how big we are. How, how do we change that, Frank? I said, well, you got to pay for that. Don't you understand? That's Google. You got to pay for that. You want to be up number one? You got to pay for that. Oh, I didn't think about that. Well, that was an easy answer for me, but that's not always the easy answers I have to give. I mean, we're, we're finding new ways to attract customers through a sports marketing division we've started. And um, you just have to know where to go. I mean, I, there's lots of things that I still don't know about this business, but I know where to go. Yeah. Okay. Uh, what has it taught you? What has the pandemic taught you about yourself? Um, well, first, I guess, first of all, I don't like it. And there's not much I can do about that. But it's how to have to navigate in a different world. And it's going to be a new normal. And I don't know what that new normal is going to continue to look like. It's changing all the time. And as, as, as many things that you don't like, there's obviously new opportunities that are going to come from this. I mean, we're, we're finding uh, potential clients that are coming in that want to start like e-bikes, you know, where you, you mm-hmm. rent a bike, yeah. like a car. And it's sure. your bike. And as long as you, you know, because you know, getting around is getting tougher and tougher in Vancouver with every street. It seems to be blocked up. It's like a maze. You got to buy a ticket to know how to get to work now. And um, so it's, it's uh, new delivery. They had a client come in. That's got a robot that goes down the street, picks up the uh, sandwich from Subway or McDonald's hamburger, and then takes it to your, t- takes it to your unit. So there's all this new technology uh, that's out there. And, uh, there's an opportunity for advertising agencies, hopefully, to be able to advertise and promote that stuff. So we're finding that kind of uh, opportunities coming to us. Not a lot of money in it yet, but uh, hopefully down the road there will be. Yeah, that, that's the other thing I wonder about, too, is, uh, I mean, because I think you're you're really renowned for also scaling up uh, a lot of a lot of campaigns, making them super large and all that. And is there still space for that now? 
or, or do you have to be more? Yeah, I, I, I think that a lot of the smaller agencies will have difficulty finding uh, a large client that go with them. I mean, the facts that when we used to have Volkswagen and McDonald's, we still do some of the work for, for McDonald's, but McDonald's really want in many cases, campaigns that can go across multiple countries. They yeah. change it ever so slightly. And so they're still in the, in the forefront there as far as being able to pick up those accounts. But if you're working out of a city like Vancouver, you, you don't have that many uh, large companies that are headquartered here. You got the hydros and their government and you've got Telus's and, and, and the BC Auto Club. But the rest of it is very small compared to what you may have in Toronto or someplace else or in New York. So and there's a lot of advertising agencies or smaller units here in Vancouver that are working out of their basement. And they're, you know, you got two or three people that are quite smart, you know, people that have left agencies are more than capable and knowing what to do. And, and they can make a good living at it, just working out of the house. I want to pick up on something you said earlier, and it, it's a bit of a lament, I think, which is, a, I, I wonder, um, is there still going to be room in advertising for relationships? It's, it's, it's very tough. And I would say that uh, I don't think a lot of clients want relationships anymore, but the word they do want is results and it starts with the same R. And if you can't prove yourself that you're gonna get them results, uh, they're not interested in having a relationship with you. I mean, many, many years ago, most of my clients or pretty much all of them would want to come into the agency, want to have lunch. They wanted to talk about a lot of other things other than just advertising. They want to talk about their personal life. It was almost like you were a friend. And then you got around to talk about advertising. Today, nobody's got time for that. Yeah. And when they talk about results, are they the same kind of results that they used to seek? Well, they're all want, they want financial rewards or financial, yeah. And, and, and in a lot of clients today, you know, the agency business at one time was, you know, we celebrated together. You know, you celebrated getting results, but you celebrated winning awards, creative awards. Mm -hmm. uh, clients don't care about that anymore. If they get a creative award, that's kind of nice, but that's not interested in them. It, it's what's going to do on the, what's it going to do for me on the stock market? What's it going to do? It, everything's about results. And, and, uh, it's and and it's hard to prove sometimes. I guess you know how they got their results and whether the product was good or whether the advertising was good. I mean, you know, you know, a lot of times we do advertising for a particular product that wasn't the best in the world, but it made a difference with the creative that we did that made it sound better than it was. You know? Yeah, yeah. Um, I I don't want to uh, paint you as somebody who's uh, becoming cranky. You know, so so I want to hear from you about what you still love about it. Well, no, I, I just, I love, I, I'm, I'm not really cranky about it at all. I mean, it's, uh, we just have to find a way to maneuver within a different environment. And, and uh, it's, it's uh, still a very exciting industry. I mean, today I was working on another number of uh, new potential uh, opportunities. I'm still meeting with clients. I've been able to get two or three lunches set up for next week on the possibility of doing some work for them. It's just that, I've always been that guy who's had to go out and, and dig, you know, I'm sort of the rainmaker along with my partner and we've, we still have to find those opportunities. And if you don't ask the question, you'll never find the answer to it, you know? So we have to find those little nuggets. So I'm still very optimistic about the agency, even though it's tougher today to make a living at it. It has been in the past, but you know, look in Vancouver, there's still some pretty good agencies out there like rethink and, and that have done very, very well. Um, 
And mm-hmm. the funny thing about it is that, that some of those people who used to work for me are now retiring and I'm still starting, which yeah. is kind of weird. Very funny. Well, I do want to ask you, though, about managing in all of this, right? like how, how your management style has had to adapt during the pandemic. Well, I, I have to, I think I've had to become uh, more patient mm-hmm. because I was uh, I got to be careful what I say. Uh, because what I say may be based on uh, the you know forty or fifty years prior too when you learn to see people around the office, and and uh, so I have to pretend I have to I wouldn't say pretend but I have to be careful in what I say because I might upset people, and one of the things that the pandemic has done is that in our industry there's a lot of jobs out there there is a lot of jobs for creative people and writers and account people, yeah. and uh, what's what's happening which. Uh, uh, you know, you got pe- people, companies in the states that would phone up and say, "I'll pay you the same salary, but in American funds, and you can stay home." Mm. Yeah. And uh, what's what is changing in some uh, industries too is the fact that a lot of uh, a lot of bigger companies are looking at uh, giving up a lot of their space. As far as uh, you know, if you got a hundred thousand square feet in Toronto, um, we we had uh, about four hundred people there at one time. And we had about four or five floors. Now they don't have as many, but even if they did, they probably would have a alter, alter, alternating coming to the office day where you book a book a, a seat. So we've just had to get used to dealing in this uh, new world. Um, but uh, I, I'm yeah. I'm still up for the fight. So I mean, so yeah, you still sound extremely uh, peppy and frisky and everything. Um, but I know that uh, you've given over a lot of time over the years to those that actually don't have the advantages that you have and that haven't fared as well as you have uh, through NABS. And oh, uh, NABS uh, is our industry's charity. And, and yeah. uh, you know, I'm doing these ad chats now with uh, various people within the industry and talking about NABS and how they can help and assist. But there's a lot of people out there that uh, are probably my age and a lot younger that don't have didn't have the same opportunity or, or something happened in their life that made them go sideways. And so NABS is out there trying to raise the funds to support some of these individuals, men and women in the industry that really can't, you know, the one thing about our industry too, is that there's not many 80, 80 year olds in it. Okay. <laughs> and, uh, and uh, I may be one of a kind uh, that I can think of, even though I know Keith Reinhardt, who's uh was one of my mentors in the United States that ran DDB down there and came up with all beef patties, special sauce. Um, he's still, uh, he's about 92 and Keith still goes to the office every day and he enjoys it. And when I, every time I've ever felt to get low, I'd call him and say, how are you doing? And he, all of a sudden he's 90, 10 years older than me and peps me right back up again. So, you know, he's the energy bunny in the U S but, uh, yeah, it's just uh, I'm still motivated. Let's put it that way. Yeah, and and is more of your focus now on the legacy piece on the philanthropy? I think giving back. Yeah, I'd like to help. I'd like to help because there are a lot of people who don't know where to go, and and uh, a lot of the issues that they have are pretty simple. They just don't see them. And and there's, you know, I've I've started writing a book uh, again, another book that. It's all lessons about business and learnings about lessons that I've learned over the 50 years, just simple tips. Yeah. And um, 
with NABs and I'm trying to help them as much as I can because there's so many people in the industry that really need help. And I know a lot of my fellow um, individuals that were in the business along the same time as I uh, uh, have been in the business are not doing as well. Yeah. Well, last, last point on this one. Um, so it, it actually uh, segues nicely from your new book or that you're writing. But, uh, but if you were now, uh, say, 60 years younger, what's the, um, what's the thing that you wish you'd known then that you now know now? Well, I, I probably, that's a very good question. Um, I, I probably would have not thought that the business was going to change as much as it did, even though we saw some of it coming with Blockbuster and, uh, and uh, some of the car services that we see today. Um, I'm not sure uh, back 40, 50 years ago, I would have known enough about today to still love the business as much as I do. Uh-huh. And, and, and uh, it's just so different. I mean, it really, oh, we remember 50 years ago, a client would come into our office and say at 10 o'clock in the morning and, and just want to chat. Now you never see that. There's not a client that walks into our office without an appointment or comes nearby. And COVID's probably caused a lot of that, but I miss that. I miss that kind of relationship and friendship. That's the one thing that I thought I wouldn't have thought would change. Yeah, but it That's has. Relationships that you have. Probably irrevocably, yeah. Yeah, it's probably, yeah. probably you know. Well, look, uh, you you keep staying well. Um, you're looking yeah. fit as a well, and uh, you know, keep out there. Um, and we'll check in with you at some point soon. And meantime, um, you know, best of luck with NABs and of course with the firm. Thank you kindly, and I appreciate your your, uh, your process of ask me on. Thank you. So it's nice. That was nice Frank. to chat. Frank, good good to you. Um, I'm Kirk Point, publisher and editor in chief of Business Vancouver. Thanks a lot for watching.